if I'm not faithful to, to the Lord, if I'm not faithful to my walk with the Lord, if I'm not faithful to my wife, my family, there's not going to be faithfulness to the ministry that God's called me to do. And as I'm faithful, God blesses with fruitfulness. We've seen that in the lives of so many men that we know and respect, sure. men that have served the Lord year after year. They may not be the most successful in worldly terms, but they've been faithful to the Lord's call. They've been faithful to the gospel. They've been faithful to Jesus Christ. And as we're told, God has blessed their ministry after years of faithfulness. Welcome to another edition of Maverick University. I'm your host, David Hallberg. Joining me today is Brother Keith Putnam. Uh, Brother Keith Putnam is a missionary to Brazil and is a native of Elgin, Illinois, and grew up at Northwest Bible Baptist Church. And uh, his family dates back a long ways with Pastor Gomez since 1982, uh, when Keith's dad was uh, joined the church and was saved and baptized into the ministry here. And uh, Keith graduated from Providence Baptist College in 2015, met his wife Jamie here at the college as well, and as a graduate as well, and has been on the uh, mission field of Brazil for the last two years yes. and are now back for a furlough and now getting ready to go back. Yep. And so I wanted to capture this opportunity Great. with you, Brother Keith. And so thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for the opportunity to be here today. Looking forward to the discussion for sure. Sure. I want to capture a couple of topics that mm -hmm. would definitely be of help to people. One uh, topic, the first one we'll talk about is just discussing missions work and the first term of missions mm -hmm. work. Uh, you just got done with it. You're about to start your second term yeah. on the field. And so while it's still fresh in your mind, uh, talk a little bit about some of the uh, logistical challenges, the spiritual challenges, the uh, family issues, uh, language learning issues, yeah. and just talk a little bit about some of the reality with the goal of trying to help um, maybe somebody who's considering missions. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's uh, a young man uh, who's in Bible college now, looking to be a missionary. Maybe it's a man who's on deputation sure. and he's getting his bags packed. Mm -hmm. He's about ready to start yeah. what you just finished, a first term on the mission field. And maybe this can be a little bit of full disclosure. This is what you're about to get into yeah. and this is what happened with me. So can you talk a little bit about um, where you guys are in Brazil and just the process of getting ready to leave for Brazil? What mm -hmm. were some of the challenges and some of the things that you found uh, during that transition from the sure. United States to stepping foot onto a foreign soil. Yeah, well, and in just a full disclosure, every person's experience is different, obviously. You sure. know, we left in February of 2020, which means just a few weeks later, it was COVID, right? So we had yes. all these restrictions, all these things that we hadn't experienced here. We did sure hadn't experienced there in Brazil. So for us, it was obviously very exciting. We had finished deputation just a little over uh, two, two and a half years, and uh, we had our support. Uh, we had talked with our pastor, we'd been ordained. Now we're, we're going and we're sending out. Now, uh, I remember sitting on the airplane and we left, you know, Chicago and I've flown on Chicago a number of times, but it was, there was something about the finality of getting on that airplane with the wife and two kids and uh, getting on the airplane and realizing, you know, this isn't for a month. This isn't for, you know, a couple weeks. Like this is for a while, you know, almost two years that we were gone. Sure. And so um, that's, that's a little, uh, I don't want to say disconcerting. I don't know if there's anything necessarily even in Bible college that'll, that'll, prepare you for that, except just being just being mindful that it's going to happen. You're going to experience those emotions of missing family. You know, your wife is going to experience those emotions of, you know, missing her family. I know in my case, Jamie's very close with her family. So that was very, you know, that's, that's, that's real. 
Um, but it was exciting at the same time. You know, God called me to Brazil when I was nine. And so this is kind of a, I don't want to say a fulfillment of a life dream, but in a way, it was certainly a fulfillment of a call. It was first step to fulfill that call. But it was, at the same time for me, it was kind of a fulfillment of a, of a life dream, if I could say it that way. So it was exciting. But of course, as the logistics were trying to get you know everything packed up, and we ended up taking a 40 uh, containers, uh, just unbelievable how much stuff we had. And the Lord blessed, we ended up flying Air Canada. And the lady at the, at the counter uh, put everything through. She charged us, didn't charge us anything overweight, nothing oversized. It was a huge blessing. So, you know, those weren't things that we knew were going to happen. Those are things that we had prayed that the Lord would give us favor, sure. that all of our stuff would get there on time. And it did. We didn't lose anything. Nothing got broken. We had, I think, 46 pieces of luggage that we took. All 46 arrived at the airport. Yeah. And after, wow. you know, we were on the airplane. We had a layover in Canada. So after it was like a 16-hour flight, basically, and all, we were tired. And to see us coming through the airport and when we saw our, the other missionary families there waiting for us, that was a, definitely a sight for sore eyes. It was exciting. But at the same time, you know, for that first week or two or three, you know, we got a, a house, we got a car, we were able to buy a car, uh, we started renting a place, and it was very exciting. And then after that first couple of weeks, the newness kind of definitely wears off, and you start to realize, again, this isn't something that I'm just doing for a couple of weeks, I'm here. Yeah. And again, I think in that moment, um, a couple things. First of all, you have to be sure of your call and you have to have a strong sense of call. And, you know, I see that so many times, even in God's word, you think of somebody like Jeremiah who, you know, he was down and things were not going well for him. And, you know, he says, I'm to the point where I'm not even going to speak your name anymore. And he says, but his word was in my heart, shut up in my bones. And really it has to be that you have to come to that point where you realize, look, God's called me here yeah. and I've brought my family and I know I have people praying for me. It's not that I'm trying to do this because I don't want to disappoint people. I'm doing it, first of all, because I'm saved and because God's called me, absolutely. But at the same time, there are pastors, there's people that have invested us, and mm -hmm. there's people that are have an active interest in what we're doing. And so for that reason, you know what? I'm gonna walk with I'm gonna walk with the Lord today. And you really have to make sure that in those moments we're we are walking with the Lord and in prayer. And it, it is exciting, you know, and you start language school. We started language school just about a month after we were there. We started in March, end of March. And by, by that point, all the COVID restrictions and everything were already in place. So church, at the time, church was not in session, we'll say it that way. We were just doing, okay. you know, online streaming. I was going in to help with setting up cameras and recording and that sort of thing, but church wasn't in. So yeah. Jamie's home with two kids, young kids, and... um. You know, so it was exciting to get out of the house and go to language school <laughs> in that regard. Okay. And again, the first week or two, you know, it's exciting, but it was five days a week, three hours a day. We had a young girl in the church there that watched the kids for us. And it was exciting, but let me tell you, you come home after that, that three hours, and I don't want to hear Portuguese. I don't want to see Portuguese. I don't want to think it. Now, obviously you do because you're living there and you have to use yeah. it on a continual basis. But it was, again, it was a challenge. And so... One of the things I think that my that our first term really taught us was I cannot do it in my own strength. And I think that especially with COVID, that really that really came to bear because um, so we were had been there for uh, three months and we were in language school. Things were going well. We I was not fluent. Jamie was not fluent, but we were con highly conversant. You know, we were able to, to talk with people and, you know, yeah. where's the bathroom and, you know, find things in stores as we need, you know, that sort of thing. Um, but Ed, Brother Ed, Brother Ed Johnson, the man that we were working with, he asked me to preach. And uh, I said, sure, you know, 
absolutely, let's go, you know. And so it took me, I remember all week, you know, studying and praying and preparing. I'm doing everything and write everything out in English and I'm trying to translate it, you know, using Google Translate and, oh, you know, texting people, hey, what is this? You know, is this right? Is this wrong? And I, I know I still butchered it, but I show up to preach and I preached to an empty room. Now, you know, growing up as a kid, you know, as you know, thinking about missions, you know, I'm like, oh, the first time I'm going to preach, I have a great crowd there. You know, many people are going to hear the great preacher, you know. Everybody's going to be weeping. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and you know, no one was there, you know, basically. And I probably butchered my Portuguese. So really, that's in the moment where I had to understand that I can't do this in my own strength. I can't do this in my own power. And really going back to that sense of calling. And one of the things, you know, I've, I've talked with a lot of missionaries about one of the men that we served with there, we served with there in Brazil, brother Dan Johnson. He's mm -hmm. been there almost 50 years in Brazil. So wow. he's seen a lot of families come and go. Sure. And I asked him one time, I said, you know, what, what's the, what's kind of the, the trademark, the hallmark of a, of a missionary that's there and that stays? And one of the things, among many things, he said, a strong sense of calling. And really, you know, I think that in being faithful to ministry, being faithful to my call. You know, I may not be the best soul owner. I may not be the best preacher. I may not speak perfect Portuguese. I know that. I know for <laughs> sure I don't speak the best Portuguese, but I can be faithful, and I know that God's called me. And, I, you know, the gifts and calling of God are without repentance, and I know that God has something for us there. And it's not my strength. It's not what Keith Putnam brings to the table. It's in what God can do through us. And so realizing that and just how... Um, with COVID, I, again, I go back to that, thinking about the fact that everything that we thought, you know, you talk to missionaries, well, what's it like your first term? Well, you know, this, this, and this. And we weren't around people hardly at all, you know, the first four months of, of our first term. That's yeah. really strange. Yeah. So we had culture shock because we were in a different country, we were away from home, and we are in a different culture. But then on top of that, you have this kind of this isolation aspect, and everybody experienced it, so I'm not, yeah. you know, this, I'm not crying, it's just reality. But it was weird to experience that in a different culture and in a language that we're just learning and, and a culture we're just trying to understand. So that was really, that was kind of a unique aspect of our, of our first term. But thankfully, uh, with the language, by after about six months, we really were able to be highly conversant, and we finished language school in December of 2020. So we were there for just about nine months of language school, mm -hmm. and uh, it was very intense, but I'm very thankful for how the Lord opened doors and just the opportunity that we had to learn the language uh, there at the church that we, were, that we were serving at there. So yeah, it was awesome. I just want to break down a couple things you've yeah. said. Um, a young man who's considering the mission field, maybe he's on deputation, he's going to have a lot of logistical questions right. about how to, like, how do I get that many pieces of luggage on sure. an airplane, that. But I think a lot of the issues that you've talked about that you and your wife had were not external logistical issues. Where are we going to live? How do we shop? Mm -hmm. They were more internal, emotional, and or spiritual right. issues of realizing this ain't no vacation. Right. <laughs> yeah. We... You're here for two weeks. You're like, all right, typically when I'm gone from home, right. I'm getting ready to pack my bags to go back, right. and we are just getting started. Yeah. It's that. And then obviously you mentioned coronavirus. What yeah. a unique experience that is, mm -hmm. you know. And what made – and you talked about it was that faithfulness. It was right. that faithfulness to the calling. Can you talk a little bit about faithfulness and how that leads to other things in your life? Sure. What does faithfulness lead to? Yeah, well, I would say, first of all, you have to be faithful to the Lord. You know, and that's, again, when I say faithful to your call, understand that, yes, I'm there because God's called me, but I'm faithful to Him. And He died on the cross. 
He rose again, and the news of the gospel, the good news of the gospel, that's the reason I'm there. Mm. I'm not there because I love Brazil. I love Brazil. I'm not there because I love Brazilians. I do happen to love Brazilians. But there's times when that's not the case. Brazilians are not American. and They don't think like I would think. Mm. You know, women and children and just the relationship and men, it's, it's, it is very different. So there's times where, yeah, I'm excited to be here because I know God's called me here, but I got to remember... I'm not here because this isn't vacation. And like you said, this isn't even a survey trip. We had come on a survey trip for about a month. And that's a good time. I know guys might go longer. And that's, I would recommend as long as you can go, certainly to go on a survey trip. But understanding that I have to be faithful, first of all, in my walk with the Lord. Mm -hmm. And it has to be a priority. It's so basic, but it has to be a priority. If that's not there, nothing is going to sustain you. Mm -hmm. Your wife can't do it. Your children dead sure can't do it, you know. And even, you know, it's interesting because within the preaching, even the preaching that we we were hearing, we could understand the preaching within about two months. In in the context of a church setting, you kind of get to understand terms pretty quick, right? Yeah. So we could understand the Bible, you know, and, the, and all that. However, I don't know what I can't explain it, but for me, it, it wasn't our heart language. Portuguese isn't our heart language. And so I could hear the preaching. I could understand it. But Wait, it, you weren't being edified as much. It did not edify. And even watching, I'll tell you, we watched sermons from here, and it helps a lot. But it's still not the same. Sure. But you have to, and so that's where that walk with the Lord, your personal walk with the Lord on a daily basis, it has to be real. And I would add to that, making sure that your spouse, that, that my wife also has time to walk with the Lord. And what I mean by that is every again, every every person is different. But in my case, I had to make sure sometimes that I take the kids for maybe 45 minutes, 30, 45 minutes to an hour mm -hmm. so that Jamie could read her Bible. Because yeah. kids get up early, they get up they get up on their schedule, right? Yeah. And you may think, okay, I'm gonna get up at you know seven o'clock or six o'clock and have time and well hey look the kids are up. Surprise. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. And you can tell them to go back to bed and certainly they should do that. But sometimes they have needs and you know you have to administer to those needs. And so I have to be willing to help Jamie out to help my wife with her need of making sure that she walks with the Lord. Because, you know, in my just my personal view, my wife is not a pastor. You know, she she's my wife and she's the mother of my children. Um, we're gonna start homeschooling this year. So she's gonna be teaching. Okay. And certainly she well, you know, she helped with children's ministry, she worked in the nursery, she loves ministering to people. However, her role, I've, I feel her biblical role, is first of all to, to be a helpmeet to me. Mm -hmm. And as I'm able to minister, that's certainly, you know, important that she reaches, I say reaches, that she does her role in the home. And as to make sure that she has that faith, if I'm not faithful to, to the Lord, if I'm not faithful to my walk with the Lord, if I'm not faithful to my wife, my family, there's not going to be faithfulness to the ministry that God's called me to do. And as I'm faithful God blesses with fruitfulness. We've seen that in the lives of so many men that we know and respect. Sure. Men that have served the Lord year after year. They may not be the most successful in worldly terms, but they've been faithful to the Lord's call. They've mm -hmm. been faithful to the gospel. They've been faithful to Jesus Christ. And as a result, God has blessed their ministry after years of faithfulness. So being faithfulness certainly leads to that fruitfulness. And we should be working hard, but I can only do so much. I'm not the Holy Spirit. I can't save anybody. I have to be faithful to my call. I have to be faithful to Solon. I have to be faithful to my wife. I have to be faithful to my children. And as I'm faithful, God blesses with the fruitfulness that He wants us to have in our lives as Christians. And living by faithfulness, I think, is living by principle. It's living not by emotion. Right. Because certainly 
living on a foreign field, you're going to have a wide range of emotions from excitement, right. excitement to uh, loneliness oh, yeah. and homesickness right. and everything like that, where you can just plug away, right. whether it's due to you know, following a call, mm -hmm. walk with the Lord, yeah. and that faithfulness is so important. You talked about you know, your home life a little bit, talking about you know, what you can do to afford your wife some time to mm -hmm. walk with the Lord. Um, let's talk a little bit about domestic life. You do have a young family. How old were uh, your children? Uh, so Lainey was, had just turned three, and Clayton was not even a year when we moved. Okay. Uh, talk to me about just home life. Yeah. When you, on your first term, you're adjusting. You're, uh, I imagine the most of the adjustment was on your and your wife's part. How mm -hmm. did Lainey, as a three-year-old, yeah. adjust yeah. pretty seamlessly? No. Um, you know, everyone says they'll, they'll, you know, they're, they're adapt when they are. Yeah. They are. Again, every kid is different. Every situation is different. We really, honestly, we really struggled with Lainey, especially early really? on. Okay. Um, it was... Uh, it was it was difficult, and for, even for her, obviously for Jamie and I, it was too. I think I may be adjusted the fastest, just because I'm. That's just my personality. Mm -hmm. But it was it was a struggle. But one of the things that really helped was um, having family dinner. Uh, I know that sounds really basic, but just having family dinners and sitting down at the end of the day and and talking and having some time together. And that doesn't. I understand that doesn't always happen. You have visits. In, our, in my case, a lot of the visits happen at night. And so, but always trying to make sure that there's time for a family dinner, you know, or time mm -hmm. to be together. Um, the other thing that really helped me, again, trying to keep my children's heart, certainly, but really trying to keep Jamie's heart. And so one of the things that helped me was taking some time, usually was anywhere from an hour to maybe two hours, and go get a cup of coffee and just spend some time with her and talk with her. Once a week, we try to do that just to really stay connected because you know how it is. Mm -hmm. You're with somebody, and but you're just you're running, you're running, you're running, running, and you're never really communicating. You're never really taking the time to hey, what's on your mind? What are you thinking? And hey, let's just talk about the schedule. You know what, what's going on? What do you got for the next week? Yeah. She just so she knows. In my case, that's something that I know that I need to do. Jamie's a planner. Yeah. She wants to know what's going on. She doesn't like surprises. Obviously, in the ministry that happens. There's all sorts of surprises, <laughs> oh, yeah. right? But trying to minimize that that um, that risk trying to minimize that amount of of trouble with communication I think is so important for me that really helped mm -hmm. making sure that we we had time as a family at dinner that we went on a date and also certainly time of devotion with the family mm -hmm. not something I'll be honest this is an area that we still have to do some work on but we're trying to every day take some time to not only talk with the kids, but talk with them specifically about God's Word and trying to instill in them, listen, we're not just doing this because Daddy's here or Mommy's here because we want to be here. We want to, but we're doing this because of Jesus Christ, because of the salvation. I want my kids to be saved. They're not saved. They're young, yeah. you know? And so one of my desires is that I'm not just outwitnessing to other people, but that my kids get to hear from God's Word, get to know about God's Word, and get to be saved at a young age. I was saved when I was six because my parents taught me God's Word. So that's incumbent upon me. Lainey struggles with Portuguese. In Sunday school, she's not hearing the gospel stories. She's not understanding them to, to completion. Mm -hmm. So it's, I really feel it's my duty as a parent to explain it to them, to explain what is, what is sin. Yeah. Who, you know, who is God? Not that I'm this is great theologian. You would take it for granted she's getting Absolutely. in church, but she may not be. I did as a kid, yeah. but she may be, she may be understanding. I don't know. I want her to understand. And so I feel like that's one of those things that um, as, a, as a dad that I've really had to adjust with 
and making sure that I'm understanding to meet her needs, her spiritual needs, obviously physical needs, emotional needs, take time and, and hug them and, and spend time with them, that physical touch. I try to maybe go out with the kids maybe every other week, spend just a little bit of time, take them to the park. You know, it, it doesn't take a lot of time. It certainly doesn't take a lot of money, but just spend some time. And that's one of the things that I've learned, um, maybe probably not necessarily by experience, but just in, in counseling and talking with, with missionaries that we served with and even our, our pastor, just it, it takes time. Love is spelled T-I-M-E, right? Mm, yep. And so that's really, that, that's one of the biggest things that I've learned on the mission field as far as domestic life. Make sure Jamie knows the schedule as much as possible. Um, obviously, when we go back, we're starting a new ministry. So that's, gonna, that's a whole new dynamic now. But making sure to take the time, first of all, to walk with God. Take that time to be together in prayer. It doesn't have to be hours, but take mm. some time in prayer together. Take some time to communicate. What's going on? What do you got on your schedule? What do you need? Do you need some time away? You know, 30 minutes by yourself. That's okay, you know. Do I need to help you with the kids? I need to do sure. what I need to do. And make sure that you provide a home where she feels comfortable. I don't, I'm not interested in being in Brazil for five years. I want to be there for five decades. I want to be there for the rest of my life, mm. if that's God's will for our lives. And I want to do my best to facilitate that by being the man that Jamie needs to dwell with her according to knowledge. It's not always, it's something I'm working on, but it's, it's definitely something that we should, we should strive to do. Well, I appreciate everything you just said because what you, everything you just said about family life and home life certainly doesn't apply just to a missionary right. or a foreign yeah. field. We would be well served if every Christian family sure. lived by what you had just said mm -hmm. you know, and um, having family devotion yeah. and not taking it for granted that your kids are learning everything right. in church and being responsible as a spiritual leader yeah. of your home to make sure spiritual things are taught to your kids. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely. We appreciate it. Thanks and uh, we uh, will pray that God will bless you in your second term as you Amen. guys travel back and start some new ministries. Wonderful. We're excited. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks for coming. And if you'd like to check us out on YouTube and see uh, some of our other videos, you can do that. Also, make sure that you check us out on the audio-only platforms and like, comment, and subscribe. Thank you so much for joining us.